Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. Uh, this episode we I want to talk about um, it's him that often you know calls that we uh, hear about, and uh, the two two phrases that I think have caused a lot of our division in the American political landscape. And uh, one is the radical left, and the other is the radical right. I do think if you take a position of radicalness in any direction. There's a risk of um really um causing division because um it seems as though either side may not um listen to one another and um people tend to like the middle ground. Um I was listening to uh an interview with a gentleman um I think he represents a corporation or a business or businesses and he had talked about how they prefer the uh Amy Klobuchar, um Senator Amy Klobuchar from uh, Minnesota type of uh, you know progressive politics so they're saying hey she's a pretty progressive she's got some ideas and someone the radical right might call her radical but um anyone who truly pays attention to american history and politics will know that um mrs uh, amy klobuchar from uh, minnesota is not a radical left um in fact when it's think of radical left they try to um put up names like um alexandro ocasio cortez aoc aka and um i you know i it's it's probably because she has um a view that sometimes doesn't seem like there's a willingness to work with the other side and that could be tied to um frustration but also when we think of uh you know the general public but you know from the business standpoint and just the more moderate part of the american audience which i think is at least one third of the voting population and i think they often get ignored they seem to like a more progressive level-headed uh democrat or a more middle road level-headed republican but um it's also sometimes too it's good to look at you know our radicals and um see what you know some of the negatives and the positives of having some of the radical views but also um seeing what we are really calling radical right what when someone says that person is radical say someone um from a different podcast, a very popular one, um with um uh gay, I believe a guy of a Jewish uh the d- d- descendant uh Ben um would be quick to call someone like um you know AOC a radical, right? And but what what does that mean? What who are we calling, you know, why is she being called a radical and so today I would I would take I would take two names, but um female, but um Serve in the House of Rep in the United States Congress. One of the names will be uh Taylor Majority Green, and uh the other would be uh TMG, and the other would be um Alexandros Casio Cortez, and we would examine each of these people because they've been given the phrase radical, right? Either by um based of the media. So if the media leans right, they will call AOC radical left. If the media leans left. They may not use the word radical, but they would say uh, extreme um, to um, Taylor Green from uh, the um, House of Rep from Georgia. Um, so it's good for us to examine these things. Let's, uh, let's examine them. And why I also think this would be good for us would be to understand when we hear this phrase radical, what is it really saying and how is it really being applied or is it being misapplied? So we could take, let's think about 
let's let's talk about some of the issues that affect our America today. One is our uh, you know religious rights. People care about that. A good percentage of the population care about that. Um, gun rights. A good population of people care about that. Whether it's gun rights to, you know, there's gun rights versus gun safety. Um, human rights, voters' rights, wages and dignity rights, prison and criminal justice reform. So, um, let's take our radicals. Let's say Taylor Green is the radical from the uh, Republican side, and AOC is the radical from the Democratic side. On religious standings, it appears that um, you know someone like uh, AOC does not necessarily see the need to regulate or make laws to limit the freedom of religion or the expression of religion. Um, however, if you look at some of the rhetoric coming out of um, someone like Taylor Green, it would look like she would be in favor of uh, you know making sure some religions <laughs> do not express their religion freely. That a Christian religion she is okay with. The other religions, well, she might not see them as very pro-American. Let's put it that way. Let's go to the issue of gun rights. AOC does seem to favor legislation to limit certain um, guns and put in place guardrails to prevent people from getting guns or to prevent you know, people that do certain things to not have guns. For instance, um, a lot of the gun deaths, although we record the, uh, lots of people will go to gun deaths in the FBI or in the news, they tend to cover gun deaths associated with, um, you know, shootouts and other form of violence, whereas a lot of the gun deaths, especially domestic gun deaths that happen in the USA is actually um results of uh, domestic disputes or the disputes between to people, whether it's a road rage, whether it's neighbors, whether it's um just sometimes, unfortunately, um couples, and uh, one of them shoots the other. That 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 does cause a lot of gun deaths. And I would say someone like AOC looks to be in favor of legislation, and I would even say on the Senate side, um, they seem to be in favor of uh, legislation, um, making sure that people have commit certain domestic violence, they they cannot um possess weapon or the gun should be taken out of their house. And it's been proven that actually states that do carry this out have been able to prevent gun deaths in um between family members. We have someone like Taylor Green, she would say, Okay, don't mess with the guns, stay away from our guns, we want all our guns, we'll keep our guns. Um, I'll say a lot of population do agree with, you know, have views. But um that's that. Um when it comes to human rights, so AOC has been a strong advocate for human rights, um, whether it's um, rights of uh, immigrants, whether they're legal or illegal, whether it's uh, the rights of people across the sea. So, um, um, you know, um, brown people, black people, even white people across the sea, um, she seems to believe that we should have foreign policy that definitely treats them as humans, definitely um, protect them. And she wasn't too pleased with um, recently the vice president took a trip across uh South and Central America, the, the Americas, you know, predominantly Spanish-speaking uh, nations, to talk about immigration and to limit immigration to the United States, especially illegal immigration. And um, there was just a language she said, and a strong language, and um, AOC criticized her for those languages because, you know, in truth, she is about human rights. She would like a society that is welcoming of immigrants, but a society that treats people with a sense of dignity. So that's all. Uh, Human rights or our incarceration system, talking about our population in here. Um, 
is something that, you know, definitely to an extent violates human rights. We're too quick to take people to jail and AOC will be in favor of putting together and passing legislation that would prevent the way we just incarcerate people or the way we treat immigrants or, the, or you know, fixing our healthcare system, which at this point, you know, we could have all the innovation we want and we could um, have all the technology we want and the best military in the world, but the population is getting sick and it's becoming more and more expensive to um, treat that population, then um, that's not a good thing. And AOC is someone that would work towards that, whereas um, on the human rights side of the equation, um, I guess the radical right, if you want to call it, it seems like um, I have not seen much language that um, from Taylor Green that um, favors you know, human rights across the globe. I don't think she cares much for brown people. Why? This is my opinion. I'm also basing it off some of her commentaries. Um, I mean, she did try to put together a very pro-white caucus inside of the United States Congress to raise funds and run on that campaign online. So when it comes to the rights of certain groups of people, um, it is not as important to her. And she does come up with someone that says things like wearing a face mask in the United States Congress is like oppression. She makes statements that getting vaccination is like Nazi uh, Nazi Germany forcing Jews to do things. I mean, she's just, it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's weird that it sits in the United States Congresswoman is having a victim attitude in a manner that does not even make sense. However, she's not an advocate for human rights um, across the globe. Um, when it comes to voters' rights, um, AOC is from the school of thought that every eligible American, in fact, you know, a similar ideology I have is every American should just be able to vote regardless of anything. Now, if they're in jail for more than doing a life sentence, perhaps we could talk about that. But, hey, uh, you know, mixed demeanor, convicted felon, you know what? If they've come out of prison, if they're in jail for five years. In fact, the number one law should be every American should try to write a vote. No questions asked. American citizen, you could vote down, finito. Let's not debate that too much. Okay, you go to jail, you know, you're taking it from sites, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, you served it. Okay. Um, then we could say, okay, depending on the crime, maybe you could vote. Okay. That's sustainable, but you get out of jail, whether you're on probation, whatever, it doesn't matter. You have the right to vote, American citizen. That's your number one right. So AOC will be in favor of working towards the um, similar type of um, legislation to make sure everyone could vote, right? We have voter rights. Till Taylor will be in favor of restricting voting, um, making reasons as to why voting should be uh, limited. Now let's talk about wages and dignity. Um, AOC is definitely a fan of making sure that corporations and businesses are paying their fair share in taxes, but also paying their workers a fair wage. I have not seen Taylor Green as of this point, granted AOC have been in Congress longer, I have not seen Taylor Green at this point put together good legislation that would address wages in a way that would help the average American. So let's talk about prison and criminal justice reform. AOC has been a champion and advocate for criminal and criminal justice reform. Cory Booker on the other side of the United States or Senate have also been a champion, I think, in the long run from both sides. But they, will, they could put together some good legislation to help criminal justice reform. So that's, um, you know, maybe reduce sentencing, maybe helping putting together money for people to go back to um, society. Maybe uh, making sure people are not convicted heavily for 
um, you know, possession of certain substances or just like crime. You know, you go to jail for jaywalking in America. So maybe putting together legislation to just make sure that people are not um, in their prison pipeline, that, you know, for-profit prison pipeline. Whereas Taylor has not necessarily spoken of any legislation. In fact, she's, what has happened here is we've got two congresswomen, very popular, one from the South, one from uh, New York. And I'm, you know, down here, you know, so I'm, I'm with this out. <laughs> um, and not ashamed of it at all, by the way. You know, there's nothing in the South. It's not that bad. Um, I mean, it's got some history, though, on the other hand, and some states I, I tend to stay away from. But, um, you know, it looks like AOC. So there was a congressional hearing I was listening to the other day. Um, it was about a company that overcharged United States government. So it was, uh, and I'm making this numbers up, but f- follow me here. A product would cost a dollar to make, and um, the, pro- the um, company would charge United States do- United States government about, you know, $10 for each for, for each unit of that product. And um, the, 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 the hearing was held by the United States House. It was, it was present. And she basically asked the CEO or an agent of the uh, company, hey, why are you charging, you know, six or 10x more than what this product is worth even after making your profits? This is the American taxpayer dollars that you're using for this product because the government is the one buying this product for you. And um, after the hearing, the company actually went back and returned some of the excessive charge. It's one thing if a company, you know, it's I got a project with the government, they get a lot of sales from the government, and they, um, let's say it costs them a dollar, cost of goods, everything, total, it's a dollar, right? It's like the United States government, what, $3, $5, make, make a huge profit. But when you start the United States government for seven, eight, nine dollars, you know, it's not good. So AOC is someone who, who, from what I've seen, and you could call her the radical left, but from my observation, she's taking this voice and this uh, platform she has, and she's trying to do some good with it, right? She's been an advocate for change. She's been an advocate for people. And what we're seeing here is still a green who is new, granted. It's coming in here, and it's just making a lot of noise, making a lot of waves, not making the Congress work, but also not putting together any solid ideas that is actually useful for the American people. So the question I will pose is, <laughs> which radical do you want? You Do you want the radical who is more open to ideas, who can respond to a reasonable pushback? The problem of rights, of the right, is not as bad as the left, Um, I, honestly, because if the right is pushing a more um anglo-saxon style approach a more american in quotes style approach which excludes people and it's not diverse then i'm more scared of that than someone pushing an openness approach and if someone from the radical right is not really really willing to listen to ideas and is stoking the fire of, of division I would actually pick someone who is putting forth ideas that's better for America. They might sound radical. Some of the stuff AOC is putting together at her young age sounds similar to what um, Bernie Sanders was doing at his young age. But in the end of the day, I've met enough Republicans that have said he has good ideas. We like him. He means well. But, you know, they just won't vote for him. They just won't support him. By the end of the day, they can acknowledge what it is, right? What he stands for and what he's pushing forward. 
and we'll call Bernie Sanders you know, a radical left, and some people do. Um, but I, I think in the war of the radicals, maybe the radical left is not that bad. Maybe human rights is a good thing, not just like human rights for white people, but human rights for all people. Maybe voter rights is actually good thing for society. Maybe having better wages and dignity in your workplace by passing workers' protections and pro-act and all that things that have come from the House, who AOC is a big champion of, is in fact a good thing. And maybe pushing together Anglo-Saxon views and talking about how America needs to be more white and go backwards by um, Taylor, it's probably not a good thing. Maybe the radical will want is the radical leaning left? I don't know. I'm, you know, I, I tend to criticize uh, the radical left myself, but um, I don't, I don't really um find some of the ideas coming from names that fall alongside the radical right to be that useful for the American or progress in the American system. Whereas the radical left, as crazy as it might sound, some of those ideas are actually good for the people. So just something to consider when we are uh, when we get into the uh, debate of the radicals. Um, and at the end of the day, it's like the old gods of you know the American society. When I mean old gods, I'm talking Joe Biden, Mitch McConnell, you know Chuck Schumer, or uh, Nancy Pelosi, who have been there forever. You know, it's people like double our ages you know they're making decisions for us and you know we just got to foot the bill no matter what decision they make but i will save on people from the radical left i hope you know i would never consider president biden the radical left but i would say he's more open to ideas so it's like for the old guys who's more open to ideas mitch is just mitch he just stays the way he is he's not radical right or left he just radical do nothing radical being the way of people being the way of progress and i'm more focused on I think what's good for America is a president that's willing to come in and say, I'm going to listen, I'm going to hear. This is where I can really try. I'm not sure I can do this. So basically, you know, we need open-mindedness in our Congress and in our leadership. And it appears to me that, you know, if we compare radicals, I don't know, the radical left sound a little bit better than the radical right, or a lot better than the radical right. But um, I think, uh, you know, may uh, level heads, uh, cool-headed, or whatever, prevail. Um, but thank you for listening to the show and uh, examine your radicals.